Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Niche Podcast about the one thing that I know something about, game shows, I suppose. I'm your host, Jordan Haas. Uh, you know, I'm just going to be honest right now. Uh, this was a uh, this is a late episode uh, because it's like essentially no one's around. Uh, it's about like 11 o'clock at night, so it's really too late to stream. And uh, I figure it's make a quick episode. Let's make a quick game shows, I suppose, episode featuring one of those forgotten game shows of literally maybe like 12 years ago. <laughs> a short-lived game show called Amnesia. It lasted for eight episodes, and it got canceled really quick. Uh, usually, Mostly because of low ratings and because NBC did not have any faith in the show. So, that being said... We'll be talking about Amnesia today. Um, there's other game shows similar to this, which I'll be recording immediately after this, called Opportunity Knocks. Don't get the two mixed up. One is a solo game show, and the other is a team game show. Got that? So this is the solo game show. Uh, Opportunity Knocks is the team game show. <clears throat> so uh, both most of the time, both of those formats are essentially... The game show is easy because the only category is yourself. That's the premise they're going off of. Essentially, this was a attempt to kind of do You Bet Your Life uh, in a modern-day format without doing You Bet Your Life. Uh, at the same time, it's also kind of trying to be true for consequences and also trying to do um, essentially memory games. Uh, it, it's... An interesting format, uh, one that I could see work if it was for, for some bizarre reason. I think this would have worked better if this was a celebrity game show instead of the other way around. Because uh, this was a civilian game show, not a celebrity show. Uh, which which would be kind of funny uh, in, in the sense of like the contestants are the main characters of each episode. I would say this is a absolute C or B show. Uh, I would put this in the same category as Don't. So, uh, it's hosted by Dennis Miller. Uh, Dennis Miller, who you, you might know as the guy who likes to get on a rant every once in a while, and I don't know about you, Chachi, but up, up, Um The guy who used to be a very liberal pundit and then immediately shifted into conservative politics and the rise of 9-11 uh, and just kind of just doubled down ever since. Uh, he got to host this show, which was a kind of novel game show. Uh, and the reason I love talking about Amnesia is mostly because it follows the Jordan rule of game show. That's right. This is a game show with a quarter million dollar prize. Something about $250,000 is just a gravitating amount that I always like to eyeball when it comes to a big primetime game show. I know modern day game shows offer $100,000, sometimes 50 or 25, but a quarter million dollars is just kind of like, it's, it's a huge amount of money, but it's not a million dollar budget, so you don't have to worry about risking that much, but it's still a huge amount of money that you don't really necessarily want to give away that every episode. And because it's up to a quarter million dollars, it's nearly impossible to get a quarter million dollars on this show. Uh, so this game is played with five rounds. 
Uh, the first round is it's so it's always played with Dennis Miller as the host, a contestant, and then there's different challenges. In each challenge, we're introduced to one new person in that person's life. It could be a family member, it could be their wife, it could be their husband, it could be uh, their kid, it could be uh, an old teacher, a coworker, someone who has a one degree of separation of some kind to the main contestant. So generally on these game shows, the friends and family are like the support staff and we're with you wherever you go. But on this show, they're kind of not just your friend, but also your one enemy in this game because all of the answers are based on what they've said. So sometimes it's not necessarily valid answers, even if you say they're correct. Um, In addition to that, the producers, who I am assuming are very well versed in how to get information out of people, uh, dug into record books, dug into the entire biography of these total rando people, uh, everything from their high school public record to their uh, to their like coworkers uh, at work to uh, things if they ever made a news report if they ever made the news any archival of ever in the history of this person's life right down to like we can go to your elementary school and find out who your fifth grade teacher is right now uh, <laughs> and that becomes the show. So in round one, uh, the contestants introduced, they walk outdoors, which I kind of like. So, so the game is, is silly because they have some flavor text. Uh, the, there's a, the contestant has a, a podium, and they have a little like mini bank, which they call a memory bank because, you know, it's a memory show. Um, and they are entered through doors. And these doors are like all throughout the entirety of the the studio. And some are upside down, some are sideways. But the one that introduces to the contestant looks like a home door. So they open the door, they walk on out. And then we're introduced to Dennis Miller and the contestant. But instead of going with the typical route, because Dennis Miller immediately just like shakes hands, he goes, normally this the part of the show is we just get to know the player and we get to learn a little something about themselves. But instead, we decide to make a little game out of it. This is you in 60 seconds. So basically, uh, the show, the, the it's basically like a speed round. So you in 60 seconds, there's uh, seven questions, I believe, if each correct answer being worth $1,000. And all of the questions have something to do with where they are currently. So it's not necessarily difficult. It's kind of like a, your first job was Wendy's. What was the slogan of Wendy's? Uh, what is the name of your dog? What is the name? <laughs> What is the name of the uh, the the slogan? The line in your wife's wedding ring comes from a poem from what poet? Things like that are usually the questions in you in sixty seconds, and they're meant to be f- like frivolous and ones that you're you you're bound to somewhat stumble on if you don't think too hard about them. But they're generally supposed to be like, let's get to know you. You're a firefighter. Uh, your firefighter number is this. Your precinct number this. Your captain is named who. And also, you have two kids. Your kid is in what grade? Like, questions like that. And then, uh, of course, you have to do the classic game show trip of flaunt the cash. And then we start the show. So in each round, the contestant has to go through a soundproof booth. And it's on stage. So they have to put on headphones, almost like a classic game show. And then we're introduced to the first player. 
Uh, typically, the first one's always uh, one degree of separation. So it's always like the wife or the husband uh, or the girlfriend, boyfriend. Uh, and it's always like a little mini interview. Like, so is your your husband a little pushy? And in, in in like, you know, when it, when it comes to cooking, you know, it's always happening. Yeah, it happens, and they always have like a funny light interview. Uh, typically, none of this has anything to do with the games at hand. And then we show up, and we're like, "Hey, how's it going?" So then the contestants out of the booth, and uh, we play round two. In round two, there are three questions or three little mini games. And each of these games is worth five thousand dollars, meaning you can get up to fifteen thousand dollars for a perfect game. And uh, these are usually games that are centered around your relationship with this person we brought in on stage. So, for instance, um, your wife has your wedding dress. Uh, you've kept your wedding dress with your wife for, for about 15 years now. You've been married for 15 years. That's amazing. So we brought out your wedding dress and four, dupli- and four others. For $5,000, which one of these dresses is your wife's? On that you saw on your wedding day. Ooh. It makes for a fun conversation and very silly. Uh, other games include uh, we uh, your your wife is famous for this one dance. Uh, can you replicate this one dance? If it's approved by this fancy uh, <laughs> dancer, you will receive an extra 5,000. Uh, and then we go again to round uh, three. Round three, we're just to a second person. Maybe it's an ex. Maybe it's uh, the coworker. Uh, and then it becomes another game. Now in rounds three and four, there are only two questions instead of three. Uh, for round three, the questions are worth $10,000, meaning it could be another $20,000, bringing the total if a perfect to thirty-five thousand dollars. So in round three, uh, it becomes another more silly game. So so maybe you're like in a replica. We do we brought your cubicle at work, and we replicate the exact parameters where everything is located, except for three objects. If you can tell me what three objects are missing from your desk, we'll give you ten thousand dollars, and that becomes the game. Uh. <laughs> And it, so it's like, well, it's my bobblehead, it's a stapler, and <laughs> oh, my mug. Where's my coffee mug? <laughs> and that becomes uh, game uh, three. And in game four, which is always w- the most one, which is worth $20,000, meaning two, those two add an extra 40000 meaning if you play the perfect game up to that point and got five out of five, you would have $75,000. Uh, and that's what makes this game very fun because it's like between rounds one, two, three, and four, it becomes like a silly little mini game and a little puzzle and very fun. And it's like frivolous things. And it's kind of embarrassing if you get it wrong because you say you know, you're, you're like, that's your best friend. And it's like, you don't like you and your best friend have, have been friends since like middle school. And you you can't remember like uh, what was his skateboard looking like or <laughs> what is uh, what his jersey number was in school. Are you sure? Uh, which then goes into the final round. Now, in rounds two, three, and four, uh, 
they have a decision. They could walk away with the money they've made up to that point, up to 75000 or they can take a gamble with something called total amnesia. With total amnesia, there are three questions. The first is worth twenty-five. The second is worth fifty thousand, and the third is worth one hundred thousand dollars. It in this round, it's played a little different. There's only one and only one question with each of the three people you have. So your husband, your coworker, and your son, or whatever. And in this round, you're playing against your bank which means it now follows a bit of Jeopardy rules. It's one question. If you're right, that money is yours. If you're wrong, you lose that money. Now, if you play a perfect game of $75,000, you get the first one wrong, 75 becomes 50. If you get the second one wrong, 50 becomes zero and the game's over. Now, if you are a risk taker or some mathematics, you got the 25 right, but then you lost the 50, if you still have any money left, it could be as little as $5,000, you can go on and risk it for that third and final question for $100,000. That means if you get a perfect 8 out of 8, 75 becomes 100, becomes 150, becomes a quarter million dollars. Um, however, if you screw up and you take on the $100,000 question or the 50 and you lose all your money, the game is over, but you don't leave empty-handed. You still get whatever money you had left at the U in, in 60 seconds, so maybe like five grand. But other than that, uh, you're on your own. So the total amnesia round is a very risky. So you can stop or you can take your one question uh, on the category of your wife or your son or whatever, <laughs> and it's like... And these questions are now like the toughest questions you can ask. These are very personal questions, but they're also ones that like if you really know them, you should figure it out. Like for one was for your was you took your your the first date you had with your wife, you went to a movie theater for $25,000. What was the movie you saw with your wife? The first date. And that becomes a really, ooh, question. And the wife goes, we've collected every ticket stub. He collects every ticket stub. <laughs> and that becomes a fun question. So because if you get right, wow, I can't believe it. And then second, if not, oh, that sucks. Uh, but then the second one is like, uh, your coworker uh, has taken you to see his uh, son's little league game it's there you've helped out the team for fifty thousand dollars what is the jersey number of the kid <laughs> that you work <laughs> and it's like what none of the questions are ever too provocative it's not like moment of truth but it is uh very ex it's very silly um but the questions really are tough like, this is the level of, like, what's the first video game you've ever bought? Levels of tough. According to your mom, what did you want to be when you grew up? According to... According to your mom in the second grade paper, fill in the blank. When I grow up, I want to be a blank. For $50,000, what did you write down? And you have to remember what you wrote in second grade. And I think 
that is such a smart show and so silly. Uh, and of course, like there's the gamble aspect. Like if you lose, you get a question wrong, you're still not out of it until you lose all the money in your memory bank. So there is people who really want to risk you to go for a hundred thousand. Uh, but of course, it's a little risky because now you have like thirty thousand or forty thousand. You're like, I don't really want to risk that much money, but uh, I, I, I have to or something, and I like that. Uh, and you know what? It's actually a very sweet show. I do like it because it was wholesome and it was kind of a, a silly little show. Dennis Miller was kind of an okay host. He he did try to chuckle, but it was kind of like a um I I don't think he was really the best fit, but he was a good enough host for it. Because he really wanted to add stakes. Like, if you get this wrong, your wife might uh, break up with you. It's that bad. Ooh. <laughs> it's like, well, I, I don't know about that. This is kind of just a memory question. <laughs> uh, you worked at your mom's uh, restaurant for $50,000. What was the name of the trout that's located on the counter? <laughs> Something like that. Like, what's the name of the toy trout? Uh, so here's the problem with Amnesia. Uh, as much as that show was a lot of fun, uh, ratings were low. And the problem was this was released the same day as The Moment of Truth. I've talked about Moment of Truth. That was one of the earliest episodes of game shows, I suppose, uh, the Light Detector game show. But Amnesia... Amnesia was was like was strange because they were both kind of focused on the same aspect. Like these people will do anything to win money, including ruin their relationships on national television. <laughs> and it's like, I wish they didn't do that. Now, moment of truth, there's no getting around that because you're trying to be honest, and honesty hurts, and you're gonna say awful things like, "Yes, I found my coworker attractive." Or, yes, I sent a nude pic on the internet. Ooh. Um, but in Manisha, none of that is the ooh-ah. It's the you really don't remember... Uh, <laughs> you, you really don't remember the name of your sister's band <laughs> in high school? You don't remember... Uh, <laughs> you don't remember uh, what's engraved on your baseball cap that your dad gave you when you were five? <laughs> like, it's things like that. Uh, which is more like sentimental, and, uh, and that's very fun uh, because it, the sentimental aspect of the show is very good. However, the problem with such a sentimental show uh, is that you're the audience. You can't play along. You've never met this guy in your life, and there's no real reason for you to root for the guy, uh, which is most likely why the audience kind of dipped. Like, you're, you don't know this person. You just know he's a police officer. Okay. Good luck. That's it. <laughs> like you can't really like go. Yeah, I think he uh, his favorite restaurant's Denny's. You can't. <laughs> you can't play along. Uh, versus moment of truth, where you can't play along either, but you're there for the spectacle of a person ruining their marriage. Uh, so when it comes to amnesia, I like the show. I think it's just a little bit of too early, and you kind of screwed up slightly. I think if you were ever to do Amnesia again, you would have to first modernize it. 
uh, because this was pre-social media. I think this show came out in 2008. So this was right when like Twitter broke uh, and Facebook was slightly around. But this, this was like NBC's big game show uh, festivities. You got to remember, in the late 2000s, NBC was kind of doing what ABC was doing and just shoving as many game shows as they can down the pipeline. Uh, they did Amnesia. There was Identity. There was One versus 100 in Deal or No Deal. The rebooted American Gladiators. It, it be, and then there was like For Love or Money, uh, Average Joe. It just became more and more and more and it literally excessive. Uh, Fear Factor, I think they tr they were finishing up their first go-around. It just became just an unpleasant uh, time to be on NBC. But I think if you're going to do Amnesia now, I think you would have to focus a bit on social media. And you would have to make it probably... I would still keep the way it is now with like two questions, three, three, and then play the... Two, like, that format block is perfect for me. I love that little... Uh, there's only two questions per round, and this is all about your best friend. And But now, because we're in social media, you can have it be, instead of, like, doors, you can have it be, like, social media. You've been Social media's been around for almost 12 and a half years at this point, 13, 14, and that's including, like, MySpace or Friendster or all that. But I kind of like that idea of treating amnesia you can bring this show back you absolutely 100 can bring the show back you just have to make it either celebrities or you have to make it uh more accessible for audiences so they can actually play along uh so which i say you have to make it celebrity edition amnesia should always be played with celebrities instead of civilians because then it, it, it doesn't matter if you don't know it you're playing because you know that the celebrity who's playing for the charity or whatever is is there to basically embarrass themselves for money. Uh, and it becomes a bit silly, and it becomes like, oh, I got to know something about this star I liked, instead of just, oh, this is just someone I know who works in Cleveland. That's great. Good job, the librarian from Cleveland. That's nice of you. <clears throat> if it's a celebrity, then you can at least stay around and go like, well, I never knew that about uh, Leslie Jones. I never I never knew that about Bobby Moynihan. <laughs> Something about that would work. Because uh, then it becomes a bit of this is your life, but also becomes still its classic game show. And it also becomes uh, a silly because now you have the viral videos. You have all of these uh, tweets that they've posted. You might have access to their Spotify account. So then it becomes like, okay, for $25,000, all you need to tell me is what was your most played song according to Spotify of 2020. We need the title and the artist. That becomes the game. And I think that could work. <laughs> like that to me is what would make Amnesia work in a new accessible environment. Because if it's celebrities... You're not necessarily going to know everything, but you know some obsessive fans probably going to figure it out uh, enough. But you're going to watch enough because you know just enough to care for that person because they are the famous actor or the famous musician or the famous uh, uh, writer that it becomes uh, a fun show for you to enjoy. Now, if this was uh, a, a random, if this was me, no, you wouldn't watch if it was me on the show. <laughs> I'm not a big enough star. 
so that's why if you were going to bring back Amnesia, you would make it with celebrities. So you would have ten. It would be ten episodes. Each episode focused on a celebrity, and then people from that celebrity's life as we look into their background. Because absolutely, there is something with this format. It just needs to be celebrities. That's all. Uh, <laughs> finally, uh, about Amnesia. Uh, maybe get a different host. Uh, probably someone who is... Uh, I would say like a Sean Evans, if I had to pick somebody. Or someone who has like a viral success but is one that can actually like ask like Andy Cohen, someone who can ask like really fun, funny questions enough to walk them down memory lane uh, would be enough. Uh, <laughs> finally, uh, Mark Burnett, he created the show. That was the only other piece of note I wanted to uh, show uh, was that the apprentice guy and the survivor guy, you know, the guy who some people blame for Donald Trump was responsible for this crappy game show. And yeah, he was. Um, Mark Burnett is always hit and miss with a lot of formats. See, Pirate Master, for instance, which I have yet to talk about on this show. Uh, but uh, when it comes to Amnesia, I just think it was NBC's fault for... for putting it at weird times at one point it was like fridays at nine o'clock like no one's gonna watch that friday nights at nine they were i don't think they had any faith in this game show at all and i could see why there's no playability and uh dennis just seems like he's just passive dennis miller was is basically the chuck woolery of the 2000s in terms of hosting the i don't give a shit but i'm getting a paycheck and that's all that matters bye but that's okay. Uh, so, what I like about uh, Amnesia is that way they formatted the show enough to make a quarter million dollars, it works. The fact that the first half of the show is getting to introduce the contestant and the uh, the partners. I'm going to call them the, like the... Like, it's all partners. It's family and friends and all that. And I like that. When we get to introduce these people... Because, to me, it makes the show a little bit more personal. And they're always saying nice things about these people. Um, in a way that I think, like, they, if they, like, rewatch the episode, they'd be crying if they heard what was said. Um, and then, it, it's a, uh, it's just a silly show. Like, like, one instance is, can you figure out your mom's uh, chicken soup recipe? And we have four soups available uh, one is the exact recipe your mom gave us, and she actually made it herself. The other three are made by executive chefs uh, in, in Los Angeles. Like Stuff like that makes it a little fun. Uh, <laughs> but I think you just need a different host. We need to have some focus on social media of some kind if they're like really big on social. So it's like fill in the blank on this tweet. Or fill in the or or fill in this hashtag. Here's a photo of you at the beach. Got my corona and my flip flops. It's gonna be fun in the sun. Hashtag blank for fifty thousand dollars. What was that blank? Something about that would work. 
And that's why it's like, I think this was a little too soon. And I think if there was a celebrity aspect, it would work. Because, damn, what a fun show. If only it was somebody other than uh, the the guy who works at the Barnes & Noble. <laughs> like, other than that, I know it, it it's better with civilians because they can think about this. But I think this would have worked better with celebrities. Just some aspect about the total amnesia being a, a risky round. And if it's $100,000 on the third and final question... Do you really want to risk the money to go for it? If you lose, you lose all this money, and it's for charity, and ah. And of course, that means if you have a perfect game up to that point, you're risking $100,000, so you're either getting 50000 or a quarter million. What I also love about Total Amnesia is you don't have to play. You could walk away at any point, uh, but once a question is read, it must be addressed. And I like that as well. Uh, just that 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 stop and go risk reward bonus round, it is beautiful. And also, it has that weird theme song. I think you heard it at the beginning of the show. You'll hear it absolutely in about like five minutes. Uh, let me try and recreate that that song right now. Uh, here we go. I'm going to try and do some acapella amnesia. Do 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 do. Oh no, I don't know. Boo 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 do boo. Uh oh, I don't know. Do 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 do. Uh oh, I don't know. I think I got. I think I got. I think I got amnesia. I remember the name, but forgot your face. I remember the job, but forgot your place. I was coming back from a recollection. Remember the answer, but forgot the question. I think I got. I think I got. I think I got amnesia. I think that's it. I probably forgot it. Oh, well. <laughs> but yeah, it, it was a very silly show. Um, a little ahead of the times. And just a few things missing out of it to make it probably work. Uh, I think it could work today, obviously. It was just a little ahead of the time. Oh, well. Also, the problem is you can't really call it amnesia now. Because if you say we have an amnesia game show, people are going to think of the, the horror game of some kind. Uh, and I don't think there's going to be any jump scares here. Uh, but that's going to do it for us here at, at, on game shows, I suppose. It's it's better than Opportunity Knocks. Opportunity Knocks was the game show came to you. This one was in studio, and one was played with a team and is usually a family. And, eh. But hey, you know what? I picked this show any day. Thank you for watching. We'll see you again soon. Good night and big smooch. Mwah!